everyone. Welcome back to Fostering Growth. I'm Laura. I'm Ryan. And today we have a kind of special little topic very close to our hearts. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Uh, today we want to talk about um, some anxiety disorders and kind of give you guys an insight also on some anxiety on us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do something a little different today. First of all, if you notice, we're actually in person together. So our first episode Zoom to actually no together. Line, no, nothing. I know. It's not confusing anymore <laughs> and everything. And then you're, uh, we wanted to, we've been wanting to talk about anxiety for a long time, but we didn't really know how we wanted to bring it up because it's such a big topic. So what we're going to do is that we're actually going to do kind of a bit of a, like a series. And so we're going to do, we're going to break it into about uh, three, three parts. And today, right now, we just want to bring it to your attention of the different types of anxieties that are out there. Maybe you don't know that you have anxiety or maybe you do and you can relate to us and to some things that we talk about today. Yeah. So kind of pinpointing on about like six of them and then focusing on two and then kind of telling you a little bit about ourselves and how, you know, kind of go on an everyday basis. And, and some of you, might not even realize that you might have, you know, some of these anxiety disorders. And when we say anxiety disorders, it does sound like bad because you're like, oh, disorder, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's it's really something that we want to like kind of, you know, put out there because we deal with it and we want to be very, you know, uh, what is it, transparent with? Yeah, we want to be, we want to be pretty open with you guys. And, um, you know, we've always said that the goal of fostering growth has always been to like talk about the hard topics. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I always like whenever I post on social media, I say it's hard to talk about these things and, and I'll look into yourself. So me and Laura are going to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll take the bullet for you and you can kind of like anonymously listen and, you know, take what, take whatever you want from these episodes and mm -hmm. hopefully it's going to help you. And we've had some good feedback from um from people you know in our you know in our circles out and about and and you know it's been really uh really great to hear that it's been helping some of you guys yeah and the more feedback we get the more you know we want to give back to you guys and this is one that we really have been trying to work on seeing how well we can you know put it out there um just because talking about anxiety gives us anxiety <laughs> so bear with us as we continue on this very very, very nice roller coaster that is anxiety. Yeah, we're about to go on. We're, there's going to be six flags in this place right now. So. All right. So we wanted to start with um, generalized anxiety. Uh, basically, you know, the excessive, unrealistic worry, you know, overthinking, um, feeling tension about, you know, a number of events or activities, objects, um, just feeling anxiety when there's little or to nothing you know to like make it make it triggered and I feel like I go through that a lot with like overthinking like every single day I overthink and and I feel like maybe other people do it too and they might not think of it as anxiety they're just like oh like they might feel like they can't decide on something like you know doing something in in life in their career or or making like a certain what would you call it like decision because yeah, when you have like a, you have a fork I, I do that too like if I'm I'm I know I need to make a decision on something whether it's like a financial decision 
uh, decision, you know, for my kid's school or something like that. And I have two clear choices. Mm -hmm. Like logically you think, well, you only have two choices. It shouldn't be that panicking. But I'm like, I start overanalyzing mm -hmm. everything about each one. And I'm like, I, I, and then you start putting so much pressure on yourself to make the right decision. Yeah. And there is something, especially in the financial world, but there, it, <laughs> it, in regular life, they call it um, paralysis due to overanalysis. So you're overanalyzing things so much that you don't do anything because yeah. you're just wasting your time analyzing. Yeah. So that that could lead to some overthinking and generalized anxiety, because the more you think about it, the more pressure you put on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that I do this like on a day to day, like, OK, when I start planning out my day, then I start feeling like I'm not doing enough. So then I start you know, putting more things and more things. And then I start mm. overthinking like, no, maybe I should put this aside and I should start with this because this is a little bit more important. And obviously it's easy to get like the important thing stuff. But then when it comes to the choices of like, should I clean my living room or should I clean the bathroom or should I clean my room or should I do some laundry or should I do the dishes or should I start, you know, like it just kind of keeps going and going and going. And, and you don't know where to stop. And then time is just burning while you're doing it. Yeah, you're yeah. like not even doing anything because you're like, oh my God, I just sat here for an hour trying to decide what I was going to do and <laughs> I could have just used that hour to clean. And you're like, I just made a choice. It made a choice for me. I did nothing. Exactly. You know I mean? and, so. and sometimes when you said paralyzing, that's what it feels like. It mm -hmm. just paralyzes you and you start overthinking. And you're just thinking away. Like I've sat, sat there sometimes and be like, okay, 10 minutes to brainstorm something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like 30 minutes in and I'm like, wait, what was this supposed to be doing? Because I'm overthinking instead of brainstorming. Right. And I don't know. It, it's just something that I've, it's been difficult for me to kind of handle. And then I was like, maybe it's something that, you know, other people also have, you know, in their day-to-day -day life. I want to say that's probably the case for a lot of people out there and they don't even know. Yeah. Like they don't, that's like, they might think, oh, that's not normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's me every day. That's my like, personality. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it right now. Um, and then, you know, another one that's a really big common one is social anxiety, right? So fear you may be, you know, you might be judged. Uh, feelings of humiliation, uh, humiliation. I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> Interacting with strangers, avoiding situations where you might, you know, be the center of attention. Um, <laughs> Overanalyzing your performance. Uh, <laughs> do you see a trend coming over here? Right. Um, and then like the physical parts, you know, like uh, your heartbeat gets, you know, goes up a lot. You know, you start, you know, blushing, you know, trembling, shaking, sweating. I thought that was because I just drink a lot of coffee, but, but it's not. <laughs> upset, sunlight, dizziness, you know, like, you know, some people get lightheaded, like it's, I've known people like that, but social anxiety, um, when I partake in that is like a lot of worrying about what other people think mm -hmm. of yourselves. I know that's with me, um, you know, about the overthinking the situation, how people react to you, what you think they might think of you um building up you know scenarios in your head that don't even really exist um but you're convincing yourself they do yeah you know and I know we touched on things like that in previous episodes so that's another big one so generalized anxiety and social anxiety are huge yeah I I think it's kind of the same thing like social anxiety I have social anxiety my mom has social anxiety 
<clears throat> sometimes my kid has social anxiety where he's like, I don't want to be outside. Like, I just want to be home. Yeah, my kids, my, my kids definitely have social anxiety. Yeah. And but that's part of being just a kid, right? I mean, like, yeah, they're figuring <laughs> they don't want to be outside. outside. I mean, <laughs> I think I just like, like laid out being a teenager. That's like, true. you know what I mean? Like, I was like it sounds like high school, middle school to me. Yeah. So, it's, but there's like, uh, there's healthy and normal forms of anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't, we're not robots. Yeah. Okay. There's a healthy level of fear. There's a healthy level of anxiety, but when it's raging out of yeah. control, when you're like avoiding these places, situations, you know, it, it that's when day to day, you're constantly yeah. anticipating it. That's an unhealthy ish level. I think, mm -hmm. um, first off though, I should say this, um, Laura and I are, neither of us are professionals. We're not therapists. <laughs> um, you know, so this is like, this podcast is specifically for information and entertainment you know only mm -hmm. so if you guys uh you know just take what we say with a grain of salt and this is just our perspectives um if you guys uh need help you should definitely seek professional help okay mm -hmm. yes um at the end of the video i will uh put some numbers up uh maybe put some links in the spotify as well as like youtube um you know we'll, we'll give you guys as, as much like resources as we can yeah because you know we do our research as well but we really don't want to claim like oh we're professionals and we know what we're talking about like no we just want to share what we learn for ourselves so you guys can help yourselves too the way that we're helping you know ourselves and each other exactly <laughs> um but bringing it back to social anxiety i do have that a lot and sometimes it's in like like even sometimes going to work I feel social anxiety and it's like I know these people I've been working there for years but but it's like just you know feeling you know around a lot of people feeling like I mean you know how work sometimes like there's rumors going around gossip oh, yeah. going around it's and like high school yeah and it's like it doesn't not necessarily because it comes to you but like when you hear it about other people you kind of start like what do they say about me? Right. What do people have with me? You know, like, why is this person staring at me like this? Or like, do they give me the stink eye? And like, I have that at work sometimes. And mm -hmm. then I avoid people. And then people are like, oh my God, you're really quiet. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I really <laughs> am not. But I just stick to myself because I feel that it, 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 um, it amps my anxiety to be thinking like, what are these people thinking about me? What, you know, like. It's easier to close me? the world off kind of, you yeah. know, like I just rather just deal with what's in front of me. Yeah. Like do my work and get out. Like, right. and, and, and I bring up work because it's like, it's our second home. Like when we come home, we go to work and then you come home, you know? And, and so it, it's just, I, I have it in like other places as well, but I'm like, work was the perfect example. Cause it's like something that I go to every day. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to go to work, but it's because of anxiety. It's not even because I don't want to do the work or because I don't want to, you know, like do my job. Like, it's yeah. like, I feel overwhelmed. I don't want to be around people. People will notice that you're down or something. And they're like, what's wrong? What's going on? Why are you not talking? People just don't want to talk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't want to talk and you see me that I'm quiet and it's not normal, there might be something going on with me. If I want to reach out, I'll reach out. And and I'm not saying this in a bad way because a lot of people reach out to me and I really appreciate it. I'm not saying do not reach out, but I'm just saying I don't want you to ever take it in a bad way if I'm not talking to you or, you know, something happens because there's something happening in my head. <laughs> right. Well, we, what we should also recognize with everybody is every, what you see on the outside is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I've noticed that like, you know, even though Laura and I are like really close, we, there's been times where I notice like 
I felt like there was a wall between us, even because <laughs> like for a while we worked like at the same time of uh, time of day uh-huh. together. There's like a wall, and I'm like, which then triggers my social anxiety yeah. because I'm like, what did I do? We're all just you triggering know, each other. Exactly, <laughs> right? So it's like this freaking, you know, it's this spiral, right? So it's yeah. like, and that's how easy and common anxiety is. Yeah. You know, it could be like she had no attention to that. And I, and then me yeah. asking her gives her anxiety. So it's like, you and know, it's not responding. Gets right. It's a snowball fight. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it just yeah. without and- us ever agreeing to it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, when people are a little bit more like mindful of like, you know what, maybe it's not even me, maybe it's them and not like, a, oh my God, something's wrong with them, but more of like, maybe they're going through something. Like, don't always guilt yourself if, you know, some other person is going through that or mm-hmm. if even you're going through that. Like, you know, you're not trying to be rude, but if you just want to talk to somebody or kind of, you know, exclude yourself, yeah, that's okay too. Like, you need to listen to your body. You need to listen to your mind and, and your mental health, your emotional health, and you got to put you first, you know? You can't just no, it's okay. Like I'm going to push through it because I'm a trooper. Like, no, sometimes you do need to take a step back. Yeah. That's when you get overwhelmed. Presenting Laura, <laughs> the most overwhelmed person in the world. And they're like, you have so much energy. And I'm like, it's my anxiety. <laughs> Feels us. <laughs> so, and then obviously we have some, there's, there's loads of different types of anxieties out there and uh, different things that trigger it. Right. So, I mean, in the very literal sense, right? You have phobias, claustrophobia. You can be afraid of water. I mean, you can be afraid <laughs> of anything. There's a phobia for everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, provokes immediate fear, avoidance of an object or situation. Fear is out of proportion of actual danger posed. So, you know, obviously you could have a fear of cars. Yeah. Even though a car is up the street and it's nowhere near you, you could get spiral into panic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some really intense forms of anxiety, but they're a little bit more, um, I don't know, not, not secluded, but like uh, more nuanced on how they were brought on. Like, obviously we've all heard of PTSD, right? Yeah, so another... like, so people like veterans, you know, loud noises, um, yeah. different situations, you know, so, some who have experienced a physical abuse, you know, and things like that. That's a type of PTSD. Yeah. sorry to not cut you off but it's just sometimes people experience really strong like emotions or or like a a memory you know and and it replays in in their memory and so I think um I've seen like PTSD um in me at times with like emotions Mm -hmm. so not necessarily because I'm like you know something happened to me like a physical event but more of like in an emotional state like it, it it basically makes me feel like with you know my mom in, in foster care mm-hmm. and you know it, abandonment issues I remember we talked about that a little bit you know before but yeah. it, it it gives me PTSD because it's like if I feel that I am lonely or that you know I have no support or that I you know it when I get into my little bubble of like you know I'm I put myself down and negative, like it starts getting my PTSD of like, you know, when I don't have my mom, I don't have my family. And, and it, for me, it, it like triggers, triggers me emotionally. Right. And so I'm like, I feel like PTSD, it's, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, it, it could fall in, in different categories. But I know that for me, like the 
feeling and thought of like just being alone in general like yeah really really like causes like anxiety like sometimes when I'm alone like I, I just start thinking of like you know I don't have my mom I don't have my brothers but that was like my foster care thought, right you, you, know? you 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 are all of a sudden back yeah. to where you to where. where you were yeah and even though that was years ago it's like it all just hits you right back mm-hmm. which is generally that's no different well it is different okay let me, excuse, let me back that up okay there's no disrespect to veterans but like you know if they're in civilian life and then a loud noise claps behind their head all of a sudden they think that's you know a grenade yeah. right so it's a it's similar in a case that it sends you directly back to that mm-hmm. traumatic moment that's why it's called post traumatic yeah. it is after the traumatic experience and it exactly. comes back mm-hmm. exactly so there's there is that so all right so that's just a few there's definitely more um but this is why we want to try to space this out because we could go so much information we could go for hours (laughs) so let's uh let's get into a little bit about ourselves and then um that way we can analyze it and I know for us it falls more into the bigger ones Mm-hmm. Um, so generalized anxiety and social anxiety, those are like yeah. the top two most common, I want to say for a lot of people. A lot, yeah. So especially um, right now with like what happened with COVID. Like, oh like, yeah, that 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 just that. set everything on fire. <laughs> so and then oh my god, that's a whole nother podcast. Um unless, <laughs> <My bad. laughs> well no, we'll, we'll I think people are a little sensitive about I think they've heard enough about COVID I right know, now. I know. So but I'm saying like nowadays. I feel like all of that generalized and social anxiety because of the COVID and not being able to be in confined spaces. Absolutely. And then now there's people that are like, you know, oh yeah, let's just go to concerts. And some people are comfortable with it and they're at the concerts. And then there's some people that are like, oh my God, no, like, you know, don't, don't, don't go or don't do that. Yeah. But it's like, it's more of social anxiety because of the large amount of people. Right. And then it also depends where you're at. Yeah. Right. Uh, largely like different, different places, different groups. They, they're, they have these different comfort levels. And honestly, anxiety was already an issue before COVID <laughs> and that just threw oil yeah. all over it. Yeah, and it was yeah. just like the worst <laughs> nightmare for mental health. Okay. Cause everything was just scary. So yeah. that was even worse. So, but will you do the honors, Laura? No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, I guess a little bit background on me. I mean, as all of you know listeners and if you're new and this is your first episode please go back to the intro episode okay <laughs> uh, please refer back to episode one um you know I grew up uh, in foster care and so I feel a lot of my anxiety formed there because I had to really swallow my feelings and think for my brothers and for myself and learning that at such a small age and not being able to express yourself, not being able to, you know, find healthy ways to cope because you're an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, you know, it's just, there was no way for me to begin to control it. And it was just kind of like, okay, it's fine, you know? And, And so in the beginning, I started overthinking, like, what if I don't do the right thing and my brothers end up somewhere else and we're not going to be together? And then there was a chance where I was going to get adopted. And I was like, oh, can you adopt my brothers too? And they're like, no. And then I was like, oh my God, like, if I don't get adopted now, what if I stay in foster care for the rest of my life or until I'm 18 or, you know, like it was always constant, like overthinking and worrying since I was a kid. And then that just kind of grew up with me. <laughs> I carried yeah. it with me in my little emotional baggage. And I think at times, like I try to like find a place to relax. 
you know, either in, in my house or like going to the park. Or um, I remember that in like sixth grade when we went camping, like I found like a, my special rock, you know, <laughs> things like that. Like okay. I, I like rocks. So I, I've been trying to find like a, a special place to like think of of how my anxiety has, you know, when I was a kid yeah. to, to now and make those connections. But I also feel like I cannot relax. And I think that's due to the accumulation of the years of, you know, my my anxiety of just taking on the world. That's your fight or flight. Mode. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I've always been in that mode, that fight or flight. And sometimes it's all fight, no flight because <laughs> I can't escape. Like I have to continue and power through it. Yeah. And at times it, it gets hard. It gets hard to not overthink. It gets hard to, to turn off that mode of mm -hmm. like, it's okay. Just take it easy. Just sit back and relax. Like, I don't know how to do that. I, I don't, I, I, I struggle with it a lot. And I'm so on ease that a lot of people are like, like when I get overstimulated and I start backing away from people is because I try to distract myself hanging out with my friends and oh, okay, let's go here and let's do this and let's do this. But I'm not touching base with my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, like I have to reel myself back. And then I sit there and I'm like, okay, so how do I do this? And then, you know, I do my research and I'm like, okay, let's try this. Let's try that, which is upcoming in the future episodes of <laughs> our research. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, trying different things to, to kind of cope with it. And I feel like since I never really learned that, teaching myself that it's really difficult right now to to really come down to a place where I'm like, okay, maybe I can relax or maybe I can, you know, feel this way or that way. And I don't know, I, I feel like it's it's been such a ride that I don't have a time also in my life where I can be like, oh, this was neutral. Right. <laughs> it was calm. Right. I, I, I was in life. My life is always... <laughs> like I'm serious so I I think a lot of it comes like from my childhood like I think I'm just carrying all of that with me and it's just not not good <laughs> well it makes sense too because it's like obviously your kid you know when you when you're growing up as a kid mm -hmm. and you're a sponge it makes a lot of sense why you feel this way because like I said, you're growing up, you're interfacing with the world, and the first thing you're experiencing is conflict, uncertainty. Not even my own. And you're just not even my own. <laughs> and you're just in this whirlwind. I mean, so it's yeah. naturally like downloaded into your DNA. Yeah, I know. And like I said, it's it's been hard to pinpoint because if we start putting down all these anxiety disorders. I'm all of the above, maybe except like phobias. <laughs> I don't really think I have a phobia. I do have a little bit of phobia of heights. Oh, uh, I do have a phobia of death, but that's something else. <laughs> Put that one aside. <laughs> but like I, I it's just, it's just, I feel like I just keep piling them on. Okay. And if I don't take care, I don't even want to say of the root cause because that's just, I need to dig and dig and dig, you know, but I have to begin to chip at it because if I don't, I feel like my death is going to be the first death related to stress. And I'm not lying. <laughs> and this has been what is it, scientifically proven <laughs> by wow. my doctor. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you stress yourself to death, but I mean, yeah. 
stress stress is just not good in any stretch of the meaning. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that definitely contributes to health issues and uh, physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, mean, I know I, I see some of the the symptoms of of like you know generalized anxiety is like being restlessness and I'm like sometimes I can't sleep at night because I'm overthinking I'm thinking about my life I think of what should I done today what can I do tomorrow different what can I do this and then I'm like I have to go to sleep when am I gonna go to sleep and then you have anxiety of not sleeping right you know and then I feel fatigued (laughs) and then it's fatigued because I'm stressing and fatigued because I didn't sleep and then you pile those two on you know muscle tension (laughs) irritability (laughs) 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 anemone Like, it's just all these things that we don't realize that we ourselves pile on. Yeah. And and that's what I'm telling you. Like, I started noticing that, that I started overthinking at night. I don't get enough sleep. I feel fatigued. I'm tired because I'm stressed. And I, you know, I'm like, what is going on with me? Like, I have to find a way to just. And I feel like it's because of that, because I just keep overlapping them and overlapping them. And then I don't really chip at them at how I should go, you know, because yeah. I have every I mean I don't want to say every single anxiety but I just have different types where I can it stems through this it stems yeah through more that. than one and then they feed each other and that's the that's the bad thing it's like it's so easy anxiety is so easy to um aggravate and irritate mm-hmm. because it's like uh like I was telling you this before it's anxiety in my eyes is like an allergy okay so what that means is it's it's involuntary um and just like if you're allergic to, I don't know, peanuts or honey or or some kind of food, and if you breathe in the dust from it or you or you digest any of it, you're gonna get a reaction. Okay, right? So that's what that's the same thing with anxiety. Like whatever triggers your anxiety triggers it, and it's just gonna happen, and you're gonna have to deal with it, and there's nothing you can do about it. So Um, The one thing I've learned is you're never going to cure anxiety. You learn how to cope with your anxiety because you always end up um, having to feel it. I mean, one way or another. Yeah. Um, Did you did you want to keep going or did you on your end? Well, you you can be you you can begin your anxiety. You can put yourself <laughs> like, out there. You, know, you can come back. To you know, like I think you're like I think I've done quite enough. Thank you. It's time for you to start. Can pitching I take a breather? <laughs> start putting in your chips. Um, like Ryan, <laughs> it's co-hosting. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> My neck is all <laughs> trying to get keep it kind of keep ourselves in these. It's okay. We're working on it. <laughs> so. Well, with mine, um, I really only have like one serious anxiety and it's heavy in the social anxiety. Mm -hmm. And people who know me, they're like, probably be like, what? Really? Because I, especially at work, I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, and I like to joke and I'm goofy and I'm all over the place. And I have a lot of quick one-liners um for the people out there that know me when I just say I just work here you already all know (laughs) you're right right and I I noticed like people started adopting that saying because I keep saying (laughs) yeah so um but with me I think it stems with um and I don't think I've always had this but I've had some you know really harsh experiences in my life where um one of my my uh, my mom passed away, you know, around 2017, mm-hmm. and that was sudden. 
and uh, I watched the whole process in front of me. So the fact that I experienced someone who you would never fathom leave your life all of a sudden just be taken away like that. I'm like, that, I don't want to say that broke my mind, but it, it, it showed me in a way of like, oh, this can happen at any second. And no matter how close you are with someone, no matter how grounded you are with them, no matter how attached you are, it can be taken away like that. Wow. You know what I mean? And that's the reality of life. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, is like, um, you know, I've, I've had friends, but I've had, um, particularly, you know, I've had like friends that are, like, I would call, like, they say that saying like blood can't bring you closer mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even fathom that they would like walk out on you. And I've had them walk out on me. Yeah. And that also with my mom passing away, like, I've got now my own sense of like abandonment issues, right? So here's the thing. It's like, how do I parse this? When my biggest anxiety is with my closest friends and like with my loved ones, because I don't want to lose them. Mm -hmm. And so it got, it's, I've learned how to cope with it more now with like help and everything. And, but it's, like I said, it's an allergy. So it, it used to be so sensitive where if I just, if I noticed like someone didn't say hi to me one day, I'd be like, what happened? Mm-hmm. what I do? Like, I, and, and the way my anxiety works, here's the one thing I think everyone should understand. Anxiety doesn't care about the truth. Anxiety doesn't care about reality. Anxiety just cares about making you triggered and so even though like if someone like it could be as small as like someone just said like didn't say hi to me or someone someone's having their own bad day didn't even occur to me that they could be going through something it was instantly what did I do Mm -hmm. I obviously did something and then it would just spiral out of control um and so it was like uh and it and it, it still happens today where like I said, like I keep saying it's an allergy. So it's like, um, instead of me like breaking out in hives now, I'm just, it's like a little itch in my nose, you know what I mean? But it's learning how to get past that. So for instance, like for me, if, um, if I got into an argument, like with one of my close friends or something, I would then, once I left that situation, if it wasn't resolved, I would obsess about what happened for hours and hours I would lose sleep over it it would almost be physically painful because by the end of it even though we just said I don't like coffee and you love coffee and one said oh well I think it's bad for you and I said it's great for you just something lame like that something like useless like that was enough for me to go well well now they probably don't like they don't they they think less of me now now they're judging me I was like, mm-hmm. because I did something wrong. And you know what? They're right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm completely convincing myself that I'm this terrible person and it, and they're going to leave. Even though I've been friends with them for years, even though it was a stupid like disagreement, my anxiety will convince me that that is enough for the connection to be broken. Yeah. Because I now know connections can be broken like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always afraid of that connection being broken. And then I used to over, um, I, that's then I used to be a clingy, 
right? So I used to like kind of like hold on tighter to that person. Like, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't walk out, don't walk out. I'll be better, I'll be better, I'll be better, you know, and I'll yeah. throw everything in. And then I didn't realize that was just pushing that person away more. Yeah. Cause they were like, dude, you're I'm 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 smothering them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't see that. Like my perspective on the world was so distorted because all I cared about was not being abandoned again, not, not having someone I cared about walk out on me again. Mm -hmm. Cause it was just, it leaves a terrible hole and, and it's just, it's just crazy. So I don't have multiple anxieties that like stack and feed each other, Mm -hmm. but it's just, I have one particular one and it is super easy to aggravate. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because I, <laughs> it's like, I don't know if like life is testing me because like anytime I'm in a conversation with like, whether it's you or one of my other, you know, close friends and I like, I type out this, I, this is the another thing I do. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm messaging, like texting and it's like a deep conversation, here's a little insight. If I send you something, mm-hmm. I most likely stared at that screen for like 15 minutes and read that thing five or 10 times, changing every little word to be perfect. So it could not be misconstrued or yeah. taken out of context. Yeah. I like, it's almost like an essay. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I just have to do it. Cause that's otherwise I'm like, I could have said that better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like with, and I'm going to, I say, I put myself out there. You guys, I'm going to put myself out there for a while right now. You know how many times I've sent you something on IG and unsent it? Is that you? You can. Can you do that? They're like, <laughs> well, do they know? Yeah, you can see when people unsend messages. Yeah, that's me. Okay. But it doesn't tell you who. It oh. just says like. Oh, it was unsent. This message is unavailable because it was unsent. Okay, well, definitely one or two of them have been me. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> so. And no, it's funny you say that because like. I get anxiety. I'm all red right now. (laughs) No, because I get anxiety about that. So I'm like, oh my God, like somebody sent me a message and then they unsent it. Like they didn't trust me enough with that information in my head. And like my cousin has done that to me a couple of times because she'll like, oh, it's because I mistyped something. And I'm like, but don't unsend it because then I'm thinking like, oh my God, no, I don't want to say that to her because then this is going to happen. See, again, people that right here in live action, (laughs) we are feeding each other's anxiety. See how easy it is. This is hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, it's funny because you're like I might have been one of those and I'm like oh my god like this, <laughs> the audacity this, I have thought about this every time I see that I'm like oh my god now who hates me now who doesn't want to tell me things now who thinks like I I'm not saying like it's a bad thing but if you ever do that to me please just let me know hey I unsent something you don't have to tell me why just say hey I unsent something you know whatever I didn't mean to whatever yeah make a note of it right <laughs> because I told my cousin that I was like, cause she does that a lot. Like she mistypes something and she's like, Oh, like, hold on. And then she unsends it. And I'm like, I know like it's fine. And she's like, no, it's someone to send it. Right. And I'm like, stop doing that. You're giving me anxiety. Okay. So, so she tells me. okay. So this is good. So let me tell you why I do that because why I do that. This is okay. This, this is, start this is good. Your, okay. Start using your notes app, sir. And then you can copy and paste the message. So you don't have to unsend it. <laughs> I'm literally like sweating right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so why I do that is because like I've like gone through the whole thing mm-hmm. and then I'll send it 
And I know you've been like doing the good thing of like staying off of social media, like and all that. So it'll take you a while to read. Yeah. Right. And I can tell if you've read so it. So you or take not. the chance, like, oh, she hasn't read it yet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll sit there and I'll send it. And then as soon as I send it, I'm like that meme with that with that dude who's just sweating bullets. Oh, yeah. And I'm just staring at it. Oh and my I'm just gosh. like, oh my god. And then god. I'm causing you anxiety because I'm taking forever to respond. Yes. <laughs> Yes, like and so I'm just like and so literally it's like it's like the slow mo like you're zooming in zooming in you see my eyes it's just like and then I'm like it's still just sent I can save myself right now and I just go I'm doing sorry I'm doing it yeah I'm doing it so you know I mean so but that's there there you go guys right there you just saw how even though it sounds insane. <laughs> how like intense it gets. I almost punched you. <laughs> I was like, hold back, you're on video. First of all, <laughs> witnesses. First of all, I didn't know that it gives her massive anxiety. And had I known, I wouldn't have done that because then again, <laughs> and knowing, I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, knowing that I would give her anxiety would give me more anxiety. So it's like, see how it just it spirals out of control. So guys, this is why we have to talk about these things. Okay, so we so we know how to analyze it. The first, like what I tell you guys in the previous episodes, you have to recognize the problem. Yeah. Then you have to address it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. We're recognizing and addressing right now in live action. Yeah. And right. sometimes it does take like that extra step of getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because when relationships, friendships, anything that really truly matters to you, like yeah. you're willing to go the extra mile. You're willing to fight your anxiety to, you know, be with that friend, be with that person, right. be with family member, whatever it is. Like you're fighting through it, but you also have to think on yourself and be like, how much can I take? How much yeah. can I give? How much can I push? Because you cannot keep pushing every day without taking a step back and being like, all right, let's recollect. Let's get some energies, hydrate, water, exercise, vitamins, whatever you need to do, and then get back to it. Right. Because it's not about avoiding it. It's not about getting rid of it. <laughs> Sorry. I was like. No, it's learning it's how to about, cope with yeah, it and exactly. maintaining it. Like, it's about it. yeah. coping with it. Right. And, and it's, it's something that we have to do every day of our lives because, like you said, there's no cure for it. There's no cure. It's an allergy. It's, it's you're allergic to a type of um, interaction, yeah. right, with life. And honestly, like it's no one's fault that like I was once allergic to chocolate. It's no one's fault, mm-hmm. right? It's no one's fault. Like it's it's not your own fault. Like that you're allergic to an interaction. You know, yeah. it's just an experience that you had, and you are learning to now cope with it, exactly. right? So don't think to yourself, I'm this terrible person now because. Other people could deal with this stuff better than me. It's easy to put yourself down. Yeah, no. And and of course, there, there might be other people with better support systems. Like, you know, it's sad to say some of us don't have great support systems. Yeah. It could be friends and family, but then other people have friends, family, grandparents, aunts and uncles. Like, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of different resources and a lot of that support. You have to recognize your own and then give yourself that support that you're kind of running low on because if you think about it, it doesn't matter how like you grew up or or what you went through. Mm-hmm. As long as you yourself can individually see yourself in the mirror and recognize, I don't want to say what's wrong with you, but you know what you have to work on and then you make yourself better, yeah. you, you know, and, and you have that support system, but you give the support to yourself because that's something that I deal with. 
I have a support system. It might not be the greatest, but I have a support system. But I think the support that I lack is my own, like mm. my own self-help. Support. Right. Your own self-esteem, your own Which self-care. is why I, you know, began this project in the first place, yeah. because I had to push out of that comfort zone. Because, right. you know, you keep telling yourself sometimes, oh, I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do this. But then there's no like accountability, you know, in a sense, yeah. I can hold myself accountable, but I can also let myself off the hook. So I had to find another way for accountability. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> because because you can hold yourself too accountable because mm-hmm. and that's that's what goes goes back to me. Yeah. Um, I will take all the fault. Yeah. Like, and I'll just be like, no, 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 no. It was not you at all. Like, you know what I mean? It was completely me. I have learned to let myself off the hook. Yeah. Um, when I like actually uh, truly objectively look at the situation. And then one of the other things I wanted to say was like, um, if you can figure out how to, it's hard. If you can figure out how to take, take, uh, take some not good out of your anxiety, but how to channel it in a good way. Mm -hmm. Right. So one of the things with me and like, I know, you know, this and my other close friends know this, but everyone has their own definition of friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. And anybody out there who knows me, if you call me a friend, I really appreciate you. Uh, Like what I'm about to say is no offense to you. Okay. But like when I use the word friend, it's like at the most purest, like heaviest level. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, one of the reasons, and I, I just kind of realized about this, and this is why it's good to talk about this, um, is it just kind of gave me a realization. Like, my closest friends know that in my friendship with them, I give 100% of myself mm-hmm. into it. And part of it might be from the anxiety, it used to be at least a factor of like, I'm going to give all of myself because I don't want them to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was definitely, that was probably a while back, probably more of a bigger factor in the reason why, but I wanted to sound like that's not, it's, oh, so it's not genuine. No, it's completely genuine. Yeah. But what helps is that anxiety has helped me um, learn how to be a better friend in some way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's kind of hard to say, but it's like, it, it's a, it's motivated. Me. There you go. It's motivated me to like, really like kind of give myself to my friends and then so I don't I have like three okay I have like three friends and my wife okay you know what I mean and because it's like those are the people who I'm willing to give uh, absolutely 100% of myself to yes like literally like I wouldn't take a bullet for anyone I'm just kidding I'm just kidding (laughs) is this water or no it's good I'm just kidding no but like you know what I mean like so it's like that so that's why and then it's also helped me cope with my anxiety more because if, if you, if, if I had like 20 people, I would freak out yeah. because I can't, I don't, there's not enough of me. You're managing. Them. Yeah. There's not, not enough of me to give to everybody. And then I feel disingenuine. Yeah. And then I, then that's going to flare up my anxiety again. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I feel bad. Cause I can't be a hundred percent there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me, if I want to be a close friend to you, I'm going to give you everything that I've got to give. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's part of just who I am. Part of that was nudged with my anxiety, but it's also helped me help people that I really care about. Mm-hmm. And so I keep my circle very small so I can afford to give hundred yeah. percent of myself yeah. and things like that. So that's kind of like what it stemmed from, but mm-hmm. to wrap up on me, like that's, um, 
that's basically my my uh, dilemma. That's my big my big allergy is uh, a yeah right <laughs> yeah social yeah, talk about confession. Jeez, I just did one right here on the live. <laughs> just it back up. <laughs> I know right. I was over it. Now I'm, I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm triggered about being triggered. <laughs> no, um, but I wanted to just express a little bit about like my social anxiety. Uh, <laughs> you know, just sometimes and more more often recently <laughs> that I've excluded myself from like certain situations. Yeah. Uh, just because I have been feeling like overwhelmed in in like with this new schedule change, some of you know that I have a schedule change. I used to be in graveyard and now in the morning. So I do have like a lot, you know, of time in my hands to be able to organize and control myself. <laughs> but at times, like I want to plug in that, oh, I want to meet up with friends because I haven't seen them in these all these years. Yeah. Everybody that wanted to make plans with me and that I couldn't make plans with because I had to go to work or, you know, I have my kid. And then as soon as my kid leaves, I have to get ready for work when I work that night. And now I have that chance. And so I started seeing myself having that agenda of like, right. oh, yeah, okay, I'll go with you and I'll go with you and I'll go with you. And then that turned into an, a social anxiety of like, I don't want to go outside anymore. <laughs> like everybody wants to make plans and, and it's cool and everything. And I have to pace myself. Yeah. But I started overscheduling myself. Is it, like, yeah, you're spreading yourself way too thick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then I started seeing that I started getting overwhelmed and I was getting overstimulated. And then I started when I'm hanging out with friends, it's like, kind of like your experience deteriorates, but I have to be here because I made a promise to my friends that I was going to be here. Like I made those plans, you know, how there's those memes of like, (laughs) I make plans. And then the day of, I'm like, God damn it, why didn't I make plans? Or someone canceled and you're like, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, thank God I didn't have to You know, and, and there's been there's been a lot of times where I even have to reschedule yeah. because I'm like, I mean, a perfect example was we were going to record anxiety a couple weeks back. Oh, and yeah. then I was like, Ryan, I'm, I'm having anxiety. Like, just <laughs> no, I cannot. I'm having anxiety. I cannot. I cannot talk about anxiety right now. <laughs> so we had to, you know, reschedule. And, and I find myself rescheduling with friends, rescheduling even with family members, like, and it's because I'm overstimulating myself and, and it cuts into my social anxiety where I just, I'm, con- I'm so sub subconscious. No. Subconsciously. Yeah. I'm, I'm self-conscious about what other people are going to think of me. Yeah. 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 And that's why yeah. I'm like, you know, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll hang out with you. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. And then you, and then you, and I'm not saying, oh my God, I'm popular. I'm just saying like, I have reached out to these people myself. So I'm not saying people just want to hang out with me. No, I reached out and they reach out and we make plans. And then I'm like, shoot. Yeah. You're overcommitting. <laughs> and then you feel, you feel the I pressure. Feel yeah. You feel guilty. You feel the pressure because you committed to that. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying I don't want to make plans. Please people still make plans with me. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just saying, like, like a lot. I wish of it was an anxiety <laughs> level, like anxiety bar, like I mean, Ryan's anxiety bar, and your anxiety. It's like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> but is it to put a heart monitor on here? My heart rate? No, it's because I'm being serious. Like, I'm yeah. not, like I have done that a lot of times, and then sometimes I go out with other friends, and then I feel like if I post something on social media and I reschedule with another friend, what is this other friend gonna think? Like, oh my god, they didn't want to hang out with me. Yeah, but it's like, that. no, it's because I recharge and now I'm able to go out and you know yeah it's just it's been oh my god it's just been horrible I don't want to be popular anymore (laughs) (laughs) no but I have seen that in myself a lot and then when I become overwhelmed and I start overstimulating myself 
I start to retreat and I start to fall back into my shell. And then I start becoming like less emotionally available. Yeah. Because then I'm, you know, now I'm cooped up and I don't want to go outside. And then sometimes I'm comfortable at home, but then remember, I can't relax at home. Right. So what am I supposed to do? If I can't go out because it gives me anxiety and I can't stay in because it gives me anxiety, what do I do? Tell me. See, people. see, again, <laughs> it just stacks and stacks and stacks. And so I hope you guys now might understand, like, Lord. holy cow. First of all, these guys, <laughs> we are not perfect. OK, we got our own. We, all, we got our own issues. Yeah. But uh, hopefully this is like brought to light to maybe some of you guys out there like, man, like I go through that. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. And like, like, again, that we always preach. You got to recognize it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this helps you guys recognize it and things. And what we'll end and up. And it gets you talking. Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. You know, like talking with your friends to yeah. be like, to like, like, again, for example, me and Ryan, he just told me this. And you don't have to necessarily tell your friend like, hey, that time that I like canceled on you, like it's because of anxiety. No, just tell them like, hey, you know, I don't want to say like bring it back to like remember this. It's more of like, hey, you know what? I've been feeling a certain way. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm kind of just trying to focus on myself, trying to do this. Maybe we can hang out, whatever. You know, just the communication to let your friends, family, spouse, whatever it is that you're, you know, you want to yeah. just have that distance from and and make them feel kind of reassure them that it's like it's not because of you. Like I'm just trying to work things out. Yeah. Because remember, if the communication's not there. You get triggered, they get triggered. You just never know because you don't talk about it. And then before you know it, you're in this fictional place in your both your minds where the situation wasn't even the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times where um, like, so I feel like I know Laura. So it's like, <laughs> so, but like, if you know your friends, like, you know, also like, like we've said before, like be the first one to speak up. Mm-hmm. So there's been times where I've noticed like, oh, maybe me and Laura haven't talked in a while. And where normally I would be like, I wonder if I did something. Mm-hmm. I would go like, you know what? And I would check in with her. I'd be like, you know what? Like, just like, just checking in on you. Like, are you okay? I feel like I'd be negligent if I just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just to let her know, like, hey, I'm. this is just a friendly, like, check. Like, hey, you good? Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, yeah, I'm good. It's just been this and that. And then that's it. And then first of all, she can get that gives her an opportunity to get anything off her chest that she feels like she needs to. Mm-hmm. And then that also naturally resets me, yeah. resets my, my anxiety level. Cause I'm like, okay, it's not me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I did it without, I did it without me. Okay. Like Ryan four years ago would have been like, Hey, if I did anything to like upset you, I'm so sorry. If I did this, you know, I'm sorry. I'm like this, blah, blah, blah. It was more like, Hey, you no, good? I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah. I'm sorry that I triggered you. Yeah. So, but like, that's, that's the difference between what Ryan would used to say and what Ryan says now. Yeah. And, and yes, I did just refer to myself in the third person. <laughs> but, you know. And I think that with that communication, you learn to recognize yes. a lot of, I don't want to say the, you know, red flags, but a lot of times when, and I see that, like I start retreating and I don't, or text back or I don't, you know, we talk about something you're like, all right, yeah, let me know how it goes. And then I don't like check up on you. You're like, Hey, like, is everything okay? Like everything went well. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I just totally forgot to tell you. Or sometimes I'm like, you know what? It didn't go that way. And then it gives me that green light to be able to vent because 
now I know you have space, emotional space and mental space because you're asking about me. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm leaving you, the door open because yeah. I've learned like for you, I know it's been harder for you to be the first one to like to say something. To say something. Or, so I'm like, here, let me open the door. Yeah. Things like that. And then vice versa, like if she retreats, well, then instead of that, like kind of stinging me, like, cause it's like, no, don't retreat. Don't leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, so it's just a lot of different things that you guys have to keep in mind Yes, because we go through it. We trigger ourselves. And so we just want to be able to give this information and, you know, share our experiences with you guys and also tell you guys we're not perfect just because we sit here and smile and make jokes. It's not <laughs> mean that I'm stable here. <laughs> But with that said, thank you guys so much. We're going to keep going through. We're going to, we're going to, so like I said, that this is going to be like a series. All right. So right now we, we wanted to do, I think this was a great, great episode. <laughs> I love how, how it turned out. Oh, so authentic. I love it. But, um, but like next episode, we want to start talking about how, like how Laura starts maintaining her, her anxieties and how I've learned to maintain mine. Mm-hmm. And then we want to maybe talk about ideas for you guys. Yeah. You know, we've touched on this previous episodes, but we'll go a little bit deeper into it. And uh, we want to start now that we've addressed it. We want to start, um, you know, trying to see what we can do to help it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another episode later, we're going to still do our quotes that we like. And then um, some songs that we'd love to share with you guys yeah. that definitely help us get through these kind of um, craziness, mm-hmm. blah, blah, crazy times. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, and and we we set this in parts because we don't want to like overwhelm you guys too. You know, there's so much information out there, and if we could, we would just keep talking and talking about our own traumas. But we do want to be able to give that to you guys that information, and then you know, remember, I'll, I'll post links and and all of that information of you know anything that you guys might want to reach out. You know, remember Ryan said we're not professionals; we do not claim that. Any of this information is definitely going to help you, but it's just some tips, some, you know, things that we throw out there. Perspectives. Yeah. That, that is just kind of like, look, we go through this. You're not alone. You clearly just saw that you're not alone. All right. You guys really like, it's just, we want to be more open with you guys and hope that you guys are more open with us as well. (laughs) And with that said, remember our um, email is always open to you guys. If you guys ever want to, you know, shoot us an email uh maybe sharing a little bit about yourself or maybe you want to hear about this or maybe you're like hey i'm dealing with you know with like for example the anxiety what kind of tips do you give me or like what do you think and and you know obviously like we'll just try to help like we're just trying to lend a hand and podcasting is really really popular right now so that's why we're trying to use this you know it's a great resource yeah like it's just something that we can just give to everybody on youtube and spotify apple google amazon everywhere that you listen to your podcast samsung even now we like i like posted recently we got we got on samsung Podchaser, so we got on a couple more platforms for you guys um you know we're pretty much on every one of them there's like one or two we haven't been able to get on yet but if we do we'll let you know and then um laura if you could do me a favor tell everybody our social media so you can find us on Instagram at fostering.growth.pod. Uh, Twitter, <coughs> sorry, is at foster underscore growth with two H's. Um, our Facebook, you can search us up as Fostering Growth Podcast. And our 
email, which is the first thing that I mentioned, and I didn't even put it out there, <laughs> is fostering.growth.pod uh, at gmail.com. And remember, guys, uh, we're so appreciative of you guys. Thank you, everybody, not just people that we know, people across America, people around the world. We love it, and you can tell your friends, please tell them that we are on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Audible, Samsung, Podchaser, iHeartRadio, and you know, pretty much everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. This type of fostering growth, we should pop up the big sunflowers. Yeah. So thank you guys again so much for all the support. We love you guys so much, and we hope to bring as much more content for you guys. Alrighty. Thank Bye. you. Bye.